0: If you like what we're doing at Star Wars in Character and at NeoZazz.com, we kindly ask that you take just a few minutes to check out our new Patreon page. Patreon is an opportunity to support the show and help us produce more specials, series, and events in the future. Check out Patreon.com slash NeoZazz to see our milestone goals for the future of the show and the network and the perks and bonuses offered at our different levels of support. We love creating content at Neozaz and love doing these shows. We have a lot more we'd like to do, and with this new Patreon page, we look forward to starting those projects very soon. To learn more, visit patreon.com neozaz. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash N-E-O-Z-A-Z. Hello, hello, hello. That's, that's do you hear my golden tones?
1: The delicate
0: genius. This episode of Stars and Characters is brought to you by some dumb buck that doesn't matter because I got rid of the EU.
2: <laughs> Use that as a thing. <laughs> Today, we
3: are talking about ExoGarth. <laughs> what?
1: Party on, Wayne. <laughs> Party on, ExoGarth. Away. Yeah, that's what it's called. You don't have to point at it. I got it right in front of me.
0: You're talking about the ExoGarth or? <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, yeah.
1: Let me see that. oh
3: in front of me. This is called the Space Slug.
1: Those of you who don't know. Here, here it comes. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Sing it. It's Space Slug! Watch out! <laughs> what the hell is that? Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Uh okay. <laughs> if you're living in a bubble and you haven't got no air. Space Slug. <laughs> Watch out.
3: This ExoGarth appears in episode five of The Empire Strikes Back. Kind of, sort of.
1: What do you mean? Kind sort of, sorta, kind of, sorta. It does for a lot. I didn't even time it because it's well over a minute. Is, it, you... is it
3: more than Vader's time in the, <laughs> the one yes, move? Much no. longer
1: than twelve minutes. If you if you consider the whole time they're in the "quote unquote" cave, that's the space slug. It's well over a minute. Oh, that's a good point. So I didn't even time it.
3: All right, well. Here's the best part of the show, my names.
0: Absolutely. It certainly was last time.
3: My My name is Slim
0: Shady. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is no cave, Chris. Oh, come on. CNC works for me. You putting it in this week? No, this is this is not Skyping
0: done. it in, we discovered that an hour ago.
3: This has been done two months ago. Just waiting for Dave to come over here.
1: Alright. You you uh, reamed me well yeah, enough we, last episode. We got our free
0: shots in last episode. It's clean slate now. Now just back to picking on Tim.
3: <laughs> I am joined by Wait a minute, Matt M Slim Shady. To my right I hope I'm, I hope you know what you're doing,
0: Dave. <laughs> D D doesn't That's try. right. Works for me.
3: Works for me. And to my left is the cave It's collapsed, Tim. It's the only one you've even tried. Is that one good, Tim? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. They're, they're great.
3: Tell us some facts about the ExoGorth.
1: The ExoGorth or the Space Slug. I wanted to get you all of your thoughts before we start talking about it. Like, when you saw this as a small child what were your thoughts and what are your thoughts today on this
4: it was cool man it was it was one of those things like when you saw the movie and I do remember I I vividly remember seeing Empire Strikes Back I was very young I was only four and but I do remember that scene and being like really surprised like oh my god they were inside that thing and look how huge it is
1: <laughs> yeah when you were more little like we it was a total shock That they were inside something. Yes. It didn't look like like a Muppet sock at
3: all (laughs) back then. Not then. Then we got a little older.
1: Yes. Well, did it remind you of anything like as a kid or even as of now? Like when you see that thing, what do you think now? It's a a (laughs) potholder. I'll admit.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, yeah. It's like when you see it now, it's just like, that's a potholder.
1: Potholder. It really looks like a whale. Okay. Like I always thought that even as a kid, like it's just missing the fins on the side; it looks like a whale.
4: Space plankton. plankton.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and in doing the research, there's a there's a book, and I think I think it's come up on the show before. It's called Star Wars: The Magic of Myth. In that book, they claim that this whole idea came from the biblical story of Jonah and the whale. Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) Isn't <laughs> it crusty? He's like, Yeah. That's what I was thinking.
3: I love Jonah. I like I whales. Love, I love
1: dick. dick. Did you guys ever go to Sunday school? <laughs> Top <on> Saturday. <laughs> but it's taken from that story. Um so and I remember like stuff when we were little like like I guess at some point when they're little when we were little they had re released Pinocchio in theaters and that happens and that. Like this has almost been like a recurring theme in our in our childhoods, but the thing that I always think of for some reason is the sandworms from Dune. Um, and there was sure, a- yeah, of, yeah, uh, but you love that movie.
3: What is that supposed to be? Oh, some some guy who can fuck for three days straight in it. <laughs> Patrick Stewart.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> engage, engage. <laughs> was never a fan. Of
1: Matt, you like Dune, don't you? Yeah, I like it well enough. It's long, but I like it. Yeah, I like the long version. I haven't seen mm-hmm.
4: I've only seen the, <laughs> the the theatrical version, I think.
1: We should stop doing this and do Dune in character. First up, Kyle McLaughlin. No, back. first be, up,
4: fade two, Rautha.
1: I'll be back in two months. Is that
0: Sting?
4: What do you mean, is that Sting? Of course it's Sting. Do you still have that the fade figure I made for you? That
1: yes, one? I do. <laughs> Tim made me. Who did you use as the template for that?
4: I think I used the Johnny Storm. 10 inch Johnny storm figure back from the Marvel. You can only get those Marvel figures at KB. And I think they were like six bucks a oh, yeah. piece. And I, I think it was a Johnny storm and I painted him flesh colored <laughs> and bought a little bit of Fimo clay. Cause they, they made a fade figure for the, with the original dune line, but he was fully clothed. But I made <laughs> Dave, the uh, bathing fade. Oh God. <laughs>
0: It's awesome. That is awesome,
1: actually. He's nude, except for the little loincloth of metal, the the little cod piece. Yeah. Tim, that was good craftsmanship.
4: I, 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 I made one. I made that for you. I made Chris a Braveheart figure. I remember that. Yeah, And I made our friend Steve a phantom figure out of a 10-inch Marvel Vision figure.
1: Beautiful.
3: Would you make me? <laughs> Would you make think,
4: Matt? Actually, I think I, I think Matt was gone from the theater by that point. Yeah, that's, that's your. Excuse. That's a likely
0: excuse. Sure. We we'll go with that. Matt was off that
4: day. Yeah. This is like
1: 98, <laughs> 90, late ninety-seven, early ninety-eight.
0: No, yeah, I was there the whole time.
1: That's <laughs> good. <laughs> well, the Exogorth, but, but we know it as the Space Slug, What's is that? a. Uh, <laughs> We've said this several times on the show. It's the largest living thing in the Star Wars universe.
3: Right, but I, but you never see how in the movie never how how big it is.
1: No, you don't. You only see like just the tip. The- Give <laughs> <laughs> me to it. I please. beat you to it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. Now we talked about this a little bit when we did the Minoc episode. It is a silicone based. Uh, being, not like carbon-based like we would think of. And anything that's silicone-based, just like the Minox were, they lived off of minerals and on, on, on almost like energy. So they would live in caverns and asteroids and on things like Minox. And Minox would also feed on them from within. It was like a symbiotic kind of uh, of existence. Now, these space slugs—the thing that I was most interested in was the size. These things could grow to the size of star destroyers. Mm. Like they could get that big. The way that they reproduced—I knew, <laughs> knew Chris would oh, <laughs> eyes up, ooh. It's each other. Yeah. Not bad. If you're interested, Chris, there is no slug loving. They asexually reproduced by fission. They would just split. So I would love, I would love to see this.
4: They're like plankton.
1: Exactly, like once they got to a certain size, they would just split apart, and two identical space slugs would be floating in space.
0: Kind of like I just thought the huts might reproduce in our last episode. There you go. So I was right. I was just in a time warp.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, but, oh. oh, don't start. <laughs> Now, the other thing that I found most... Some of these facts are the coolest facts ever. Then the other ones are not so much. Well, that's true. But some of these facts... I love some of these facts that I found. Because I was wondering, like, well, these things exist. They can breathe in the vacuum of space. They would get from... They kind of reminded me almost of hermit crabs more than slugs. So, uh, and maybe this is too technical. When you say breathe,
0: what are they actually inhaling? Anything useful?
1: I don't know. Oh, the, this they can, instead of having to breathe oxygen, they could just they could just exist. I got you. They didn't have the uh, what's our what's our lung system called? What which cardiovascular kind of system that we have? They're anaerobic. I like that. Uh-huh. I thought our I thought our system was named Jerry. <laughs> If they wanted to get from one... They almost reminded me of Hermit Crest because they would inhabit an asteroid until it got too big, right. and they would have to leave that asteroid and so, go to another asteroid. So would
4: they launch themselves, they're like... And they'd go... To another asteroid.
1: <laughs> You're making that shit up, but that is exactly <laughs> right.
4: It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> And then they have to find an asteroid with a cave, or I do saw, they burrow into the cave? Like,
0: <laughs>
1: no, they would have to find one. They would have to find a hole. Uh huh. Sometimes that's
3: hard to find.
0: I was so gonna say, and we've all been there.
1: <laughs> You're exactly right. If they they would travel through space by kind of like <laughs> getting up against it and pushing off an asteroid. <laughs> to, to kind of like float they would float through space they would use solar winds uh, and kind of like steer and guide themselves so i'm like almost a,
3: like like <laughs> falco a little bit
1: <laughs> okay <laughs>
3: <laughs> so long motherfuckers
1: <laughs> so they would they would gl- glide through space by pushing off i mean this is like floating through space I, wouldn't you love to see this
4: <laughs> why I, if, if i was that thing i would have like as soon as the uh, uh, Falcon jumped out of my mouth I'm
2: going, and went,
4: and then catch the, thing. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, you bitch, <laughs> you son of a bitch, <laughs> fly away from me, will ya?
0: I'm, st- I'm starting to think that the Zero the Hut voice would be more appropriate for the space log than anything else.
4: What? 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 You were just inside. <laughs> what about the blue
3: Falcon?
0: Come back in my mouth. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come
3: here. That <laughs> does a greater pressure of that. <laughs>
1: he really does. Well, it would get from one to the other by pushing off and gliding, and then it would anchor itself in, you know, find a spot and anchor itself in. And they had tendrils that would somehow come out and attach, almost anchor themselves to the asteroid. Very cool. I love this fact. The other thing, home
4: is where your hat is. For <laughs> <laughs> heart. That's what i sorry, heart.
1: Or your hat. I got hat, more hearts. The other thing that's cool about it is that they would sometimes go into what kind of sounds like a space slug rage. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How's that
1: sound?
3: <laughs> then? I'm so pissed <laughs> off right
1: now. <laughs> And they would like something in their body would chemically trigger this, and they would just kind of like go berserk. And, yeah. And when that would happen, they would just go like ape shit and start like biting anything that they could find. And they would take, like, if ships were nearby, they would take like huge bite sized chunks out of star destroyers and stuff like that.
0: How do yeah. ships not see it up ahead and get the hell out of the way? I mean, this thing sounds huge. How fast
3: is it? Yeah, how fast?
1: I didn't see any, you know, kilometers per hour or anything.
0: 88 miles an hour. You
1: sound like Meatwad. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, did, actually. Wrong voice. Damn it. <laughs> well, they would take bites out of these things when they would go into this rage. The rage, I'll explain more about the rage later when we talk about some other types of different space slugs. Would
4: you say it's a barbarian rage?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a Shout good name. Out. That's a good name for a podcast. Is. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that was very cool, and this kind of was something that we kind of talked about with the Minox, is that they would have these things living inside of them. They're... they're innards could almost sustain life to the point where some of these things were so big, they would have entire ecosystems <laughs> living inside their digestive tracts. So they were like a uh, walking, talking ant farm <laughs> Ant farm. Yeah. So like when the, I mean, you can almost imagine like when they go into the space slug in Empire Strikes Back, they're wearing those very flimsy oxygen masks. Yeah. yeah and there's almost like a fog isn't there a fog in those scenes A mist. that's almost because the thing is so big that there's an atmosphere almost growing within inside the space slug and the Minox are in there because they're part of that ecosystem imagine some of these things are so big that they could sustain plant life and animal life and all kinds of stuff there's almost like a planet within the space slug
4: we got gas (laughs) isn't that cool
3: that's pretty cool I like it
4: they're like they're like little aquariums they like atriums they're like big ass aquariums <laughs>
1: sea monkeys there are three kinds of space slugs tell me the one we see in the movie is called the giant slug not a very creative name the second is called a crimson slug which is basically the giant slug but it's got a red stripe Blue. going. Oh, <laughs> I
4: was gonna say it's red
1: <laughs> and the other is called a solarian Jerry. slug Jerry oh a Sularan slug, excuse me. Now, the Sularan slugs were easy to train as compared to the other things.
0: Train? And yes. Oh, I can't is,
1: wait to see where this is going. How to train your space yeah. slug. Yeah. Is involved? <laughs> they were domesticated to the point where during various points of the Star Wars lineage, like this Great Sith War, people would saddle them and ride them? Yes. And
3: like uh, Luke
1: Perry did like Luke Perry yeah in eight what seconds.
3: Eight, 8 seconds, <laughs> eight seconds. <laughs> ok boys ok boys 8,
4: eight par 6 <laughs> 8 parsecs.
1: <laughs> that's a sad movie now you get me all bummed out you should love that movie it's good to movie all the time I man. love that movie
4: you know the first thing I thought of when you were saying that they could be trained I was thinking of that one Adam Sandler that's that one Adam Sandler skit on the CD where the guy asks I got you did you get the present I, I got you Give me some clues. Can I fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they did with the slugs. They were like flashlights.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh <laughs> well, they would they would attach all kinds of controls to it, hyper drives. They would stick engines on the side of these things.
4: So it's like turbo, but not a snail.
1: Yes. <laughs> and they would use them almost as ships. They became weaponized and they they even put controls on them that would control the growth rate and the and you know like I told you, there's a space slug rage they could they could manipulate that to the point where that wouldn't happen. they could also manipulate them to the point where they wouldn't divide hmm. so they could keep them small enough where they wouldn't separate and become other ones, but they would stick engines to them and use them as engines. get the f- out of here
3: you would ride inside it
1: I think i don't i I don't know you it s- does
3: say- sit on the
0: back like. In that that scene from uh, Doctor Strange, of
4: Propylactics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh, and they would take these things to space stations, and whoever your enemy was, and let them just like start taking bites out of it and stuff. <laughs> they also some places would use them to control the Minoc population because they would. They would often eat these things, or they would they would get, end up going inside the space lug to survive. If a if a we talked about this a lot of the minox, like the minox would like damage business and ships, and they would suck on power cables and stuff like that. They would bring these these trained space slugs in to control the minox population. I'm thinking of Bob Barker.
0: Help control your minox population. Bring your space lug to eat the hell out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
1: Now. The one in the movie is a giant space log. I hope that's not the normal one. No, it's that'd be terrifying. Do you guys have any like when you saw that scene, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit already, but what are your thoughts about that scene? The I I think we've talked about that before with the camera rocking, like when, you know, once it's it's like it's like Like, the old fashioned Star Trek, right? Yeah, like the old fashioned Star Trek or earthquake thing. Like there's (laughs) like it's like You know, and the camera. Someone's just tilting the camera back and right. forth. When you watch that now, what do you think? Like, is it?
3: It's a little bit. I laugh here and there. Like, like what? Is it Leia's? Someone's mask comes off. It's like shaking around everywhere. <laughs> not even working.
4: Yeah, I think Leia like really overacts. She like stumbles and grabs onto the pole. But I don't. I I don't even really notice. Oh, like
0: what on the pole? In, fair, <laughs> in fairness, she was really drunk.
4: She was she was working the pole. Um. I don't really notice that it, like to me it's just all in context, so i I buy it I buy it when that happens, even though I know it's like the- okay,
1: what about you, man?
0: yeah, same thing when I first saw it it seemed real enough to me, and it wasn't until watching it over and over again and getting older and starting to see behind the curtain how these things are done that it ever even occurred to me that how I guess in a sense phony or even somewhat cheesy it does look, but it never bothered me growing up for sure.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty big twist, I think, when we were little. Yeah. Because you feel like they've just gone through that asteroid field and they were in imminent danger the whole time. And now they found a safe place, and you feel at least like you can take a breath. <laughs> Is that the space slug? Watch out. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, go away!
2: Go away! Peace. Oh,
1: God. I don't know what's worse, C-3PO or Zero the Hut. As time goes on, the more annoyed I get at C-3PO. That's called burping the falcon. I was
0: going we're watching the whole damn movie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that scene, well, I'll get to the scene in a minute. The Minoc, Earth, the Minoc, the, the space slug was not named until 2007. Peter. Was it by a card game? It was by the Knights of the Old Republic comic series. Oh. Up, up until then, people just called it the space slug. But in 2007, it became known as the Exogorth. Like anything we've said, it came from original sketches of Ralph Macquarie, which makes it cool, and, and Nilo Rodis Jamero. <coughs> Who? Nilo Rodas Jamero. We talked That's about, about it. Said. you You know this is, right, his,
4: his name sounds familiar. I can't place where we had mentioned it, but his name's familiar.
1: I think he's pretty instrumental in on like costuming and stuff like that, and in the original tr- trilogy, because I know his name has come up before. Now, the the thing that comes out of the the asteroid is a puppet. It's definitely a puppet. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> the puppet was uh, made by Phil Tippett and operated by John Berg. Have you met either of these guys?
4: Nope. Berg, yeah. Tippett. I don't know if we met Tippett. I don't think we may have met Tippett. I know we've met John Berg, uh, but I I am not certain about Tippett.
1: That scene of it coming out of the asteroid, just taking a chomp at the Falcon took 50 takes.
0: What? (laughs) Takes for what?
1: 50 takes for that. It was, uh, I guess it just wasn't working Mm -hmm. out. They even practice it. And I guess there is footage that you can see. It's gag footage. Um, of them using a sock, <laughs> you know, just like a four sock. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I think I saw some blooper footage of the actual puppet, but like when he tries to lower his hand back in, it like his arm gets wedged or something. I, maybe I'm imagining that, but I think I've seen that.
1: Yeah, maybe on the Empire Strikes Back SFX. Maybe yeah, documentary.
4: There's on the original DVDs. DVD release I remember there was there there was like a blooper reel from all all three of the original trilogy movies and I do recall seeing something in that where they're playing the cantina theme in yeah. the show bloopers
1: well I always thought too I mean I didn't think this one was little because I didn't see the movie but now seeing it that thing kind of looks like the alien from Alien that pops out of John Hurt like it with it,
3: like just really
1: big. Yeah, like yeah. it's got that same like long snout and the teeth. I, was, I don't, I don't was, think that until
0: he puts a hat on and picks up a cane and starts singing. Then I'm like, yeah, I remember that now.
3: Where there space, thought it was like had the jaws teeth. I always got the jaws teeth from it. Oh, okay. On the way
1: out. You mean from the inside shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of that inside shot, uh Lorne Peterson.
3: Met
1: him, yeah. That his Nice guy, nice guy. They he he's talked a great deal about that and has claimed and gone on record that that is the cheapest special effect and scene in the entire original trilogy. It looks. It. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. You're going yeah, on record yeah. here.
4: I I take I I disagree. I think the cheapest one is where uh, Darth Vader takes Han Solo's gun from him because did they just shoot that they, they threw the gun at him and then they just rewound the film is that what it is I you think is yeah like han solo standing there and they threw it they toss him the gun and they uh toss or, they yeah. toss yeah they toss the gun to han and then they just rewind it so it just looks like it's coming out of his hand so really? he, he caught the gun yeah they uh ervin says it in the audio
1: commentary really yeah uh to go back and watch that yeah i don't i don't recognize
0: it as being any reverse footage unless it's really edited well which could be i, I haven't seen it watched it
1: meticulously probably ever
0: yeah,
4: oh, no, like, what do we do with this 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 cost us nothing
1: <clears throat> well this scene the t- teeth that chris is talking about that inside the mouth uh looking out reminds me of like little shop of horrors
4: <laughs> With... to be a dentist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> those teeth were five inches tall and made out of plastic and the teeth they said were given uh, to celebrities and, and people as gifts the rest of that that scene was actually shot on the echo base set so oh, like, okay that's neat what you're seeing there is on the, on that same set and all they did was put black curtains around everything it's so, like they had the the fake you know, Falcon Base. They just put black curtains behind it and they put like black crap on the ground and they put dry ice out to, to make the fog. And John Knoll, who was the uh, visual effects supervisor, the quote by him is quote It's undoubtedly the least expensive set ever built.
3: What, why does all the really cool shit back in the day look so like awesome?
1: Yeah, it's just and, black. And
3: shit today that's CGI looks like so fucking terrible.
1: I I mean, that all they did was like, we we need a space. We use the same set. They just put black curtains around everything. Yeah. That's all they did.
4: I think people have forgotten. I think filmmakers yeah, have forgotten how to do things simply. I think everything in their mind is like, oh, how can we make this look black? Well, we can digitally do this and change the color and do this on the, on the, on the digitally. Yeah. It's like, why can't you just put a black curtain?
1: On like yeah. That? There's some old guys like, we got black curtains,
3: dude. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. But digital <laughs> so, black looks blacker than black on film. What? (laughs) To make the sound effect that Chris had played, they uh, used five pounds of pure beef in slabs and dozens and dozens of raw eggs. Pork doesn't sound the same. (laughs) (laughs) And chicken, forget it. Mm. Beef. It's
0: what's for dinner. It's what I'm stepping on. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So that is just uh, raw beef and raw eggs. And I guess afterwards they make a mean meatloaf. (laughs) Tartar. And they just walked over and recorded it. Pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Now, George Lucas Mm -hmm. saw this and was insanely unhappy with the way it looked.
4: We need to to digitize this. (laughs)
1: Digital black. (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, but... the Falcon flying out of the teeth. He, he hated the whole way it looked. He wrote this like he, I mean, this was his concept. Like he wrote this down. It wasn't like they came up with this. This was in the script. He wanted it to fly out of this. He wanted the whole Jonah and the whale idea. Start a fire. <laughs> but uh, he was not happy with it. And they, the people came back and said, oh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And now they're saying that, you know, it's really one of the more memorable scenes in Empire Strikes Back.
4: It was my idea the
0: whole time. Because it looks
1: so <laughs> shitty. So now he's okay with it, I guess. But uh, there isn't a, a whole lot else about the space look, but I thought some of those facts are really, really cool. And uh, I'd love the idea of him jumping
0: off an asteroid and floating. And says, hey, y'all, I need a new home. <laughs> yeah. wow. Where are you going?
4: How are the schools in this area? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about splitting up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this looks like a nice rock to split and start a family. Ooh, a coffee shop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a Starbucks, right? Macchiato.
0: <laughs> I can't what? home. Oh, I can't walk. I can't home. <laughs> I, I knew I... flew through space from rock to rock.
4: <laughs> Just fucking kill me, Carnito. i will never find a new home.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be been cool if during that scene in episode two when Obi-Wan and Jango Fett are fighting in that asteroid field, if there was like a space slug <laughs> just really floating awesome. by. <laughs> Hello. Hello
0: there. <laughs> hey, fellas. Hey, you know what asteroid field I can hang out in and wait for a ship to fly in my mouth? Oh, I'm already out of range. I guess I'll see you in another movie.
3: <laughs> I said bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: as far as the space slug goes... That's all I got.
3: That was one of the best ones. I
0: that was I awesome. We should have came back with that. Not that stupid Zero the Hut episode.
3: <laughs>
4: Tim. You said next episode. Zero the Hut. Get
3: ready. <laughs> That's what you told me to say.
0: Uh, yeah. Jeez. Oh,
3: <laughs> well, now now comes for the best part. Man.
0: Oops. When we announced that we were recording a block of episodes, I had posted a link to our contact page for uh to for people to write in for this segment we got actually quite a few responses so i think i'm only gonna go through the first few and save the rest because we got enough content to spread them around so let's see what was the very first one we got in very first oh this would have been oh i should have done this we're recording on halloween and so all right, this this release is sometime after Halloween, but it's still it's still the guy asked a question and I did think about it for a moment and I lost the goddamn email. Son of a bitch.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I swear to God, I hate my phone like you would not believe right now.
4: What's in character. What's your favorite ice cream? So-
0: Sean Rush asked, and he did ask this on Halloween Day. I know it's a little later than that, but he he asked, the subject was zombies, and he said Death Troopers was great. Red Harvest was boring, both of which statements are correct. He said, do you think they'll try again? And my first response was with Disney owning it now, and I don't know them really ever delving into the macabre with their Disney name on it. I, my initial reaction would be, I don't think they're going to do it again, though I wish they would write something more along the lines of Death Troopers again, but I think that ship has sailed. That's my opinion. I don't know if either of you guys... I know you guys read, read any of those books.
3: I always wanted to, but I never did.
0: <laughs> Death Troopers is Death a really good audio book. You would probably enjoy listening to that while you're working.
4: I have the... Yeah, I have Death Troopers on my, on my iPod. I haven't listened to it yet. I have a feeling we're never going to see that stuff again. They canceled 1313, which was the yeah. mature audience's game. But... Uh, so, but yeah, so I don't think we're going to see anything more mature in that fashion. No,
1: Dave, so, no opinion. It's a Yeah. Okay. I I think we've talked about those from time to time. If those showed up in like a movie or something, that would be cool.
3: We like,
4: we did see zombie clone troopers in uh, in Clone Wars. Actually, they were they had like they they put tings in their ears like in star trek
1: like okay like paul whitfield
0: yeah <laughs> uh jd writes in subject is plea and it says stop taking vacations from podcasting thank you and he adds and swift needs to cover more ewoks well i agree with half that statement you'll have to pick which half
4: uh, we've only done one ewok yeah we did
0: and there chief, you go chief chirpa chirpa yeah. To do I was actually
4: thinking about that. I was thinking what's what's up with Low Gray? Low Gray? Yeah. Now Dude,
0: low Gray might be interesting because he wears that skull on his head. I'd like to know about that.
1: Absolutely. I looked up once because I was gonna do it. I was like, this would be a great episode. I looked up the dead Ewok. <laughs> and did you find and out why th- he was being eaten? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly why. And I looked it up and there's like nothing about it. So yeah, Low Gray would be a good candidate.
0: Okay. I'll read one more. This one's this one's got pretty good. Uh, content to it so we'll finish with this this is from Keith Reynolds which I think I'm pretty sure I've seen him on our Facebook page well, yeah, that would make sense because he wrote in for our Facebook page. He,
4: he posts, Keith posts quite a bit. Okay. He's
0: been a friend a while. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Keith. He says, Hey guys, just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you guys for making such a wonderful podcast. I first started listening to Star Wars in Character when I was working as a janitor and nothing eased the tedium of a night of vacuuming and toilet scrubbing like listening to guys who are speaking passionately about a subject that I'm quite passionate about myself. Over the years, I've come to think of you four as my friends and just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate all the work you put in to sharing your passion with the world. I also wonder if any of you guys have ever read the William Shakespeare Star Wars books, and if so, what did you think? Now, I'm, no. sh- <laughs> I'm sure, with, sure with Dave's theatrical leanings, he must have at the very least appreciated it, appreciate it. Again, thanks for producing such a quality podcast and keep the episodes coming. Thanks, Keith Reynolds. Well, thank you, Keith. Dave. Oh no, Shit! I, there's a PS I didn't see. Damn it! It says PS. I hope Tim can find a woman soon. He seems to be getting worse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was awesome. That was awesome.
0: So. Well, thanks for the email, Keith. The, the The answer for myself, I've not read those books. I've I've heard some audio clips from them. I do. They, they're kind of like produced like an audio drama in a sense where they have different characters doing the the uh, different actors doing the characters. So I do want to listen to them sometime, but I have not yet.
4: I've only paged through them. I haven't bought the books. I, I would like to own them because they are kind of neat. They're unique. And they are fun to, to look through. Like if you look at certain scenes that you memorized to see how they've done it. But uh, no, I've never actually sat and read the whole thing.
0: Cool. Well, those I don't, okay. I don't read. Yeah, you don't read, read. Yeah, it's ironic. I picked two two the only two messages that anything to do with books. I didn't realize I did that till after the fact.
1: Books are for suckers. That's
0: right.
4: right. Wait for the movie. <laughs> Early.
0: That was uh, sad. We have some more, but like I said, I don't want to go through them all. And then we had quite a bit, so I don't want to take too long. But if you want to write in and be featured on feedback, all you have to do is go to neozaz.com. and at the bottom of the page is a link to our contact page. You can email us there. And I've also started recording down some things people have posted on our Facebook page. So you can do it there as well. I'll be feature those sometime in the future. Too. We certainly all, I think I speak for us all when I say I appreciate people taking the time to write us and give their opinions and views and ask questions. I know I'd enjoy it. Yes, yes.
3: We do. I do. I love
1: it. Sweet. Maybe there? What do you mean, Am I there? I'm sitting, <laughs> you see me. I do see you. Your body's here. Yeah, I'm here. It's,
0: am right. I boring him that much?
3: No, he's, he's deep in thought of doing something else. Oh, okay. I'm getting trivia ready. I know. I know. That's what's next. Hey, hey, what's hey, trivia. The Imperial Pursuit Strikes
4: Back.
1: Why are you trailing off? <laughs> All right, these are the scores in Imperial Pursuit Strikes Back. Quotes. Chris is in last place, but getting closer. I am with negative eight.
3: <laughs> yeah, getting closer.
1: Then Matt with negative seven. Then Tim with zero. The hood. And I four. If you look at Chris's negative eight
4: sideways, it looks like a penis.
1: You say that about everything. (laughs) Or it looks like infinity, which means he wins. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. All right, Tim. Your category is creatures. What what do you want to bet? That could
0: be anything.
4: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to say two.
1: Two points. Multiple choice. Are you ready? Which of the following is the first creature you see in Chowman's Cantina in the movie? Is it A. Ishi Tib. B. Dice Ibagon. C. Moma <laughs> Or D. Hem uh, I forget which one Hem was. No, Hem I think it's like the Brain Dude. I think.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, give give me it, say say the four again just quickly.
1: A
0: Ishi Tib. I guess where you're gonna take a long pause to be anti quickly just to defy
1: him.
4: <laughs>
0: a
1: Dice B Dice Ibagon. I don't believe it's Dice Ibagon. C Moma Nadon and D. Hem Dazon. I am going to say Moma Nadon. You'll be dead. <laughs> You're saying Hammerhead. This oh, oh. yep. is the first person you see.
0: Oh, Moma. <laughs> hey, Can it's me just me, the space dog. Hey, how you doing?
1: I will reveal this picture to you of the first character. This is it like uh, arrow shaped head. That's Hem that's Hemdazon, okay. and that is the answer. The answer was D. That's
3: right.
1: Hemdazon. So that's minus two.
4: Yeah, yeah. I remember the, the Hemdazon is uh. It was just a head on a stick. <laughs> head on a
0: stick. And your back. Yeah, like it pops up from the bottom of the screen, right? Like, uh, yeah.
1: right I've when the music it. starts. We got to do an episode on him.
0: We do. All he right, was Matt. in the running for Obscure Character Face-Off. Maybe he'll be in the Obscure Character Face-Off Strikes
1: Back. Maybe. Matt, your category is Darth Vader. Right. Fuck it, five. I'm either gonna catch
0: up or go down on a blazing layer of glory chip. Glory
1: That's not
3: my Jebby song, right?
1: Yeah, that All whole right. thing. That's the way. It, that's the lines. Here is your challenge. Name every planet Darth Vader is on in the movies. Get the fuck out of here! Really? Yes. That
4: he that he physically is on.
1: That he f- sets foot physically. upon. Him. Yes. That he is. That he is on the planet. Name every planet okay. that Darth Vader is on in the movies. So none in the first one, I don't think. Hoth in the second.
0: Now, Cloud City is not a planet, but it's around Bespin. I don't know if you're counting that or not.
1: I'm counting that. That is one. Okay.
0: Uh, where else? That's where that ends. Jedi. He's on Endor. He's never on Tatooine in that movie. Okay. Now, he's not Darth Vader till Sith, and he's on Mustafar and Korra Skonsant, whatever it is.
1: And I think that's it. I'm not going to overthink it. That's your final answer. Those are my final answers. (laughs) The planets are these. Coruscant. Mustafar. Hoth. Bespin. And Endor. And that's five points. (laughs) All right.
3: That was awesome.
1: That was was awesome, Matt. Thank you. Nicely done. Oh, shit. You are at negative two. That was awesome. That was well done. All right, Chris.
4: I was, I was curious. I was curious to know if they were going to count the Vader vision on Dagobah.
1: No, that is not him. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, on what planet? Dagobah. <laughs> Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's,
1: All right. Chris, your category is Luke Skywalker. Oh, shit. I'm with Matt.
3: Five. Woo-hoo! I'm going to go down or... Go d- down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Either way, someone
3: wins. Exactly.
1: Oh. What final act must Luke do to become a Jedi Knight? <laughs> <laughs> final act? I hate this question. According, I'll add this. According to Yoda, what final act must Luke do to become a Jedi Knight?
0: A burlesque dance. <laughs>
1: I know what you mean.
0: <laughs>
3: um. Alright. The drillquist
0: act with Yoda.
1: It's
3: something to do with the whole Vader thing in the end. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jedi Mathar before me. Whatever. He
1: forgives. I have no idea. <laughs> Fucking minus five points. No, talk it out. <laughs> Don't just give up. This that's, is spoken in the movie. You've seen it a million right. times.
3: It just isn't fair. <laughs> um. Repeat the question again, please.
4: Think about how he's. PC- Luke will become
3: a Jedi Knight at the end He does become a Jedi, does he do? he a, a, of
4: a Jedi Knight
3: at the end of the world. What does he do? Between the time that he talks to dig a bunch of Yoda and the end of the world. What he do? He goes back and, and fights Vader.
1: According to Yoda, what final act must Luke do to become a Jedi Knight?
3: Throw an animal in like his
1: puss. Oh my
3: god. <laughs> Am I right, Dave? Am I in the area?
1: What area is that? Um, The unwritten book rule of the road. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Carrie Fisher was involved in that. See, true.
3: Um, You must. What does does Yoda say? You must do this.
1: Yes,
0: my finger (laughs) pull. My finger pull. You will. Um. (laughs)
1: <laughs> touch me in my belly button. <laughs> you know you're not on mic you have the stuff you're saying I don't know I don't like, did my you my take belly. him
0: off mic when he's talking about all the things he knows about Star Wars maybe and let him do the funny stuff on mic
1: I don't know but he just went touch me in my belly button.
3: <laughs> someone had potatoes <laughs> <laughs> what'd you have to do um, I hate these kind of questions You already have I don't know He has to forgive Vader I have no idea Dave Say something I'm I'm overly I'm overly thinking this You must Overcome um, Your fear Herpes (laughs) I have no idea Dave You must overcome
2: (laughs) What does that mean?
3: You must overcome
1: All right. Luke says that I am a Jedi Knight and Yoda says no what does he say what does he what must he do
3: go back and save Vader <laughs> I
1: do <have no> <laughs> I
4: don't
1: know <laughs> I have no idea Dave do you have an answer uh, no I don't you're you're com- you're saying no answer. No answer. Alright.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he He's just trying to he hand it must must to you and you won't take it. He must got him. confront I got him Vader. Okay. I was in the then idea. only then a Jedi will you be.
3: You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was had to do something with Vader. Actually I had a point.
1: You're you're back you, you your official answer was nothing you're back to minus 13 alright what's my question your question what's is what's my category
3: category is I think,
1: a, I think I'm on a theme here Dave yeah what is it <laughs> George Lucas <laughs> George Lucas okay uh, I'll, I'll stick with two alright I don't know much about the guy
3: in his first interview about it how did George Lucas describe Star Wars I'm gonna tell you this. He describes it as a combination of three movies. It's a mix. Four keys. It's a, mix- <laughs> keys. It's a mixture. Dallas. Uh, blah blah blah.
1: And blah, blah. stripes.
3: It's a mixture of these three films. Just just name one of the three films.
1: <laughs> sure. Um. One of these three films. Yeah. It's not like the other.
3: I guess I like, think back. You know, in the nineteen. 19- 70 areas
1: I know he always like compares it to uh, like these Kurosawa samurai films. I don't know the names any of those movies. Um, what else would he compare it to?
3: Man, I actually got that one right, Vader, you
1: fucker. <laughs> <laughs> And I know he was. He he often talked about Buck Rogers, which wasn't a movie. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Buck Rogers, because that was like he liked these old cereals. That that's that's a good guess. Is wrong. Yeah, was gonna you could, say just, when you say the word guess, it's pretty much I think trying to tell you you're wrong.
3: Something around thirty. 30. Well,
1: what are the three movies? <laughs> he probably
3: seen? thirty movies that you could have chosen. from.
1: <laughs> what does he say in this answer? Tim.
3: Lawrence of Arabia,
4: 2001 A Space Odyssey, and the James Bond films. What?
3: That's what he says! Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, he's...
3: Yeah, Lawrence of Arabia, James Bond films in 2001.
1: Alright. Well, a little mistaken, I think, of there. That's alright. I'm back at two, but still in lead. Hot on my heels are Tim and Matt at negative two Uh huh. within striking distance. What do I got? And Chris is negative thirteen. Yeah, but uh, well done, guys.
3: Thank you very much. Wow. Yes. What? What? What's it? <laughs> all the mug, I go. What are you doing with Thank you very much for listening to this episode featuring the space slug. Join us next time we discuss. Sayot, Murray? Sam <laughs> Mary?
2: Sam Murray. Bill Murray.
1: Fred McMurray.
2: Fred McMurray. So. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the Neozaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neosaz.com.